Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2138. Well, be prepared to enjoy a cool Concord today. We're going to have some fun. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Kemble, Ontario. Now you may ask yourself, where is that? Well, you're going to find out in a minute, and you're going to find out there's a very cool event happening there with a very special guest by the name of Rob McLeese. Rob, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am totally ready to release the clutch, Mark. Thank you very much for talking to me today. We're going to have some fun here. Well, we are. And I'll tell our listeners, you and I met back at the Pebble Beach Concours AFAS party. Mutual friend, artist Jay Coca. I've got one of his pieces in my home. You have one in yours over your shoulder there. We met at that party back in 2016. Now, it's taken me way too long to get you on this show, Rob. Uh, I think you've been busy running a Concours and doing a lot of other things too, right? We have been, and we're very lucky. We're very fortunate. COVID stopped us for two years on the Concours, but we're going into year eight in September this year, September 18. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before I give you a proper introduction, we talk about the Cabo Beach Concord Elegance. I would love for you to share one little thing with us that maybe, well, maybe people don't know about you. Uh, people probably don't know that I'm a, I've been working in the renewable power sector for the last 35, 37 years. And I love energy. I love finding ways to save energy. I love finding ways to create it and balance systems and work with the system operators. So that's probably something that most people wouldn't know. Well, you know, I think this country needs you because this surge of EV cars, we got a little problem with our infrastructure in this country, I think, to power all these things. So I think uh, they need to call you to come in and save the day. Well, it's interesting because we do a lot of work with different sectors and, and with different individuals. But you're absolutely right, Mark, about the sector deficit from an EV perspective and putting all the chargers in place that are necessary. Yeah, Biden has committed $5 billion to that sector uh, for EV infrastructure. And the Edison Electric Institute calculates that we need about $175 to $180 billion. alone in the U.S. to meet Uh, that need. Yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of guests on this show that are in the EV world. They're designing batteries, coming up with some incredible things. But they've all said the same thing. We are horribly deficit. We've we've kind of sat on our hands, I guess, for 15, 20 years. And now the piper's going to come to tell the tale here uh, with this push. But that's not what we're going to talk about today because we're not going to solve the world problems today. We're going to talk about you. So let me give you a proper introduction. Rob McLeese is the founder and show chair of the Cobble Beach Concord Elegance. Now, as he said, in its eighth year, it takes place September 16th, 17th, and 18th at the beautiful Cobble Beach Golf Resort in Kemble, Ontario, Canada. Rob is also president and founder of Access Capital Corporation, a company dedicated to independent power projects, financing, and development. Rob's deep commitment to renewable resources and sustainable development is entrenched in all areas of his life, including Cobble Beach, which is a 574-acre property. 
Rob is also a National Association of Automobile Clubs of Canada certified judge and has judged at the Cincinnati Concord Elegance, the Arizona Concord, Concord of America, Boca Raton, Hilton Head, and the Elegance at Hershey, among many prestigious events. This guy gets around. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our sponsors, so please give them a little love. They're why we've got the lights on today, and we'll be right back. Covercraft's newest three-layer all-climate cover is especially engineered for moderate weather conditions, and it's treated with an extra UV-resistant formula. It's soft, it's breathable, and it's easy to store, all while pampering your paint, providing maximum UV, rain, and dust protection. If you live where it's windy, no worries. Simply add their gust guards for windy conditions to add extra protection to keep your cover in place. Your three-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their tradition since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right. So get 10% off with free shipping by simply using the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance, what a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo and provided a reasonable quote. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine. Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Jim Canova is a past guest here on Cars Yeah, and he's detailed over 8,000 vehicles. And that kind of professional experience leads to innovation. He was tired of uncomfortable stools and creepers and being down on his knees when detailing cars. So as a result, Jim thought, you know what, there must be a better way. And he invented the Bumby Seat. His unique design gets you off your knees and your bum onto a far more comfortable seating position for all your low-level automotive detailing. The Bumby seat with its patented full-flat design allows you to adjust your position to the task at hand. Convenient side trays hold your car care products, tools, cloths, or a tasty beverage. Built for the toughest driveways and garage tests, the Bumby seat has wheels that roll easily over almost any surface and it makes a great around-the-home adjustable stool for hobbies, yard work, or take it to the car show. The full-flat design makes storage a breeze. Jim has launched an Indiegogo fundraiser, and you can get in on the start of what's sure to be an industry favorite. Go to Indiegogo.com and type in Bumby Seat, that's B-U-M-B-E-E, Seat, to be one of the first in line to start improving your automotive detailing experience today. 
That's Bumby Seat on the Indiegogo.com website. And as an added bonus, Jim's offering you Cars Yeah listeners a 15% discount if you use the code Cars Yeah on the Indiegogo website. Remember, that's spelled I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com and type in Bumby Seat and use that code to get 15% off. So, Rob, we are back. So let's start with Cobble Beach. And I want to talk about this Concord because you're in your eighth year now. And it's the setting we're going to talk about as well. It's an incredibly beautiful setting. And it's one that kind of goes deep into your family's history, right? It does, Mark. Uh, thank you. My dad bought it in 1998 when the site when he was 85 years old. Wow. I'm an only child, and he decided he was going to develop this site. About uh, nine years into it, he said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Over to you. And he'd done that to me on a couple other things. Plus, I had my own business before we got started, which is Access Capital. And I'm like, really? He says, yeah, I can't do the contracts anymore. And I said, okay, so here we go. Anyway, we kept we kept looking at Cobble Beach and the site, and it has a 250-foot drop from the highway on the western edge of Cobble Beach, and we face to the east in Georgian Bay, so we get beautiful sunrises. It's 250-foot drop from the highway down to the water. So when you drive in first thing in the morning and the sun is dancing on the water in front of your eyes, you sit there and you just go, boy, isn't it great to be alive? So one of the things that he and I looked at early on is my father had been at Pebble one time when they had a concours on, and he saw all these wonderful cars, and he thought, you know what, wouldn't that be a cool idea? But my father never spent a lot of time on cars. He wasn't as car crazy as I am. And so we got this idea, well, let's see if we couldn't get a bunch of Corvettes and we'll have some fun with it. But then as I looked into it more and more, I realized, you know what, this might be something interesting. And then out of the blue, a gentleman, a marketing guy came up to me and he said, would you be, would you ever consider hosting a concours at Cobble Beach? Mm. I'll do all the marketing. I got Billy who will do all, he'll get all the cars and all you have to do is host it. And I'm going, really? That's fantastic. (laughs) And the guy was kind of excited that I was excited. And the best part is I'm thinking, good, I don't have to do the rest of this stuff. Well, we got a race prepared Ferrari, came up, put it on the wedding lawn. I thought the wedding lawn was, it was, the car was going to sink. After an hour, we took the car off. The wedding lawn looked after five minutes, you couldn't even tell it had been there. So I went, hmm, this might work. And then uh, it took another year and a half before we got it going. But our first year was 2013. And we run between 100 and 120 cars on the field, show field, the 18th fairway every year. Wow. We have a mile and a quarter of uh, frontage on Georgian Bay. And it is a real treat. And I didn't realize to until I'd been to Pebble probably two or three times. And I realized, you know what? When you think back to Pebble Beach and when they started their concour back in the early 50s, Pebble Beach was a, about a four and a half hour drive from San Francisco back then. It's now about a two and a half hour drive because the highway system so improved. But I was thinking, what a great idea whoever somebody had, somebody at Pebble had back then. And part of why we did this in the first place was to raise money for the charities, but to have some fun, let people know that Cobble Beach is a, is a cool place. And somebody accused me when we did it the first year, they said, please, you don't really like cars, do you? You're just doing this for marketing. And I said, no, you're wrong. I absolutely love cars. And I'd had a lot of very interesting cars over the years. 
they kind of questioned. And then after they realized that I was judging at different concours and I was, and I just kept doing the show, they went, Oh, he's serious. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody does a concours solely for exposure because it is a huge, huge amount of work and effort. And the other great thing, and we're going to talk about that a little later in our talk today, is every concours you and I attend raises money for charities. And rarely are these concours events really huge, if any, profit centers. Uh, you look at Pebble Beach, what they gave away, even during COVID, almost $2 million to local charities. So car people are generous. Car people love to get together and have fun. And your event is one of those that is just, it's like a its like a pebble. I mean, the setting is beautiful. The cars are beautiful. And let's talk Talk about why the three-day event, because as I introduced you, it takes place over multiple days. So what all do you guys have going on? That's a good question, Mark. Uh, we decided to make it a little broader. We used to just do it in two days. We decided to go to three days. The participant tour will start at 1030 on Friday morning, and it'll start at Cobble Beach. It'll go down through the downtown area of Owen Sound. Owen Sound is the largest city close to us, the population of about 25,000. And we'll go through the downtown area. And then we're going to Bruce Power this year, uh, which is a Bruce nuclear plant. And we'll get a tour. We're going to go to the visitor center, have lunch, have a tour of the plant. And then we'll meander back along Lake Huron to come back. So that was, that was Friday. We'll have a little reception that evening. On the Saturday morning, we're doing, which is the 17th, we'll do cars, vintage planes, and coffee at the Wyerton Keppel International Airport, I might add, with customs clearance. Nice. And there is no uh, landing fee or parking fee for aircraft that weekend while, while they're doing the concours, which I thought was very good of the airport. And again, what we're trying to do, we used to hold cars and coffee at the Cobble Beach Resort on the Saturday morning, but I wanted to spread the love. I wanted to let other people participate and get other areas involved. So all of the fees that are raised at the Cars, Planes, and Coffee goes to the Owen Sound Regional Hospital Foundation. And that's from 9 till 1.30 on Saturday morning. Saturday afternoon, we have Concord Le Mans in the <laughs> River District at Owen Sound. And if you're familiar, and I'm sure you've probably seen it, either a Pebble or Concord of America or some other Concord, it's so much fun. Yeah. Like the one of the awards is the worst vehicle created. <laughs> another another one of the classes is the Japanese soul sucking appliance. <laughs> An, another one is the Italian needlessly complex. And it, it, you know, it's just these categories are a hoot. They're a ton of fun. And you can't if you go to a Concord Lemon, there's no charge to go. And if you go to that and you walk around and see the cars, you'll see Mad Max type vehicles. You'll see cars with blowers through the hood that are like gremlins with a big blower engine. And they just all kinds of things that you can't help but start to smile if you like automotive. Oh, yeah. Uh, those are, are crazy events. I mean, they're just I've had several people, including uh, the founder of Concorde de Le Mans on the show. And it's yeah, people go to it and they go, what is this? And then they have so much fun. That's right. Yeah, it's very cool. But then back to the real Concorde. Which is on the Sunday. And that starts, we have load in starting at 6 a.m. And we get all the cars on the field by 8.30. The doors open to the public at 9 o'clock. Uh, we have judging. Judging meeting starts at 8 o'clock. Judging starts formally at 9 o'clock, goes till about 11.15. Judges bring all their information in. It gets tabulated. The um, chief judge, the honorary judges, everybody sits down, and we figure out exactly who gets what, with the exception of 
the best in show, most elegant pre-war, most elegant post-war. Those cars are chosen from the best of each class, of which there are 20 classes. And when we do our award ceremony, we have third in class, second in class, first in class for each class. They all drive up over the award stage. And then third place and second place will drive around the horseshoe in front of everybody and then go back to their, their spot on the show field. First in class goes up to the ninth hole from which the chief class judges will go and inspect them and pick their best of show, most elegant pre-war, most elegant post-war. So that when we finish after we've done all of our awards and all our special awards, those three cars will show up from the ninth hole beside each other. Some, you know, everybody does their things slightly differently. Mm -hmm. And so I made a point of being a student of all of these different concours with the hopes of taking the best from the best of them and trying to, to do our own thing with it. And it really is fun because you'll get the most elegant pre-war first. And of course, when the next car gets picked, you of course know which is the best in show. And people just love it. We do the champagne, we do the chocolate strawberries, we have fun with all the people that are the best in class. And anybody who gets to show their car at a, at a concours, at a serious concours, and we're ICJAG certified, uh, any concours that, that has a uh, car has been accepted, you've already made it to the big leagues. You're in, a, you're in a really august category with some very interesting vehicles. And, and some people will say, well, this is such an elite hobby. Well, yeah, in some cases it is on some of the really, really big cars. But on a lot of the cars, for some people, this is their primary asset. This is something that's their baby. It's their absolute passion. And I love it. I don't care what your economic strata is. I love the fact that you have passion for these vehicles, that you know everything you can know about that vehicle. You know the history. You know the owners. You know all the, the, the design theory that went into these vehicles. It's, I love it. I get so excited. I can't sleep for three days when the concours on. <laughs> no kidding. Do you have special marks featured this year that we're going to be presenting? Uh, we do. You're going you're gonna to laugh a little bit. Um, we have 60 years of Shelby. We're, we're celebrating that. We are celebrating 70 years of Porsche clubs. Porsche is our presenting sponsor. I like it. But we, but we have 120 years. We're celebrating 120 years of Cadillac. Whoa. We have some really special Cadillacs. We're celebrating 75 years of Ferrari. And then we have evolution of the mid-engine Corvette, which is really fun uh, because we have the Heritage Center, the GM Heritage Center, has been kind enough to, to allow us to borrow the 68 Astro 2, which was the first mid-engine Chevy. Mm -hmm. And then it, it's, uh, we borrowed the 73 Aerovet, again, another mid-engine, very special. And we're going to culminate with the C8 wow. so you can see right in. And, and I, I love that stuff. It's a story. Then we also have the Honored Collector, which is a local gentleman by the name of Tony and Elaine Lang. And their Lang collection is about one hour from Cobble. And this gentleman, he's a very modest, humble farmer who happens to have done very well. And I said to him one day, Mr. Lang, why, why do you have all these cars? And he said, Rod. I used to have RSPs. I had these pieces of paper. The numbers, they got bigger, they got smaller. But I'd look at it, they gave me no joy. So I turned my RSPs into cars. And now I can go and I can drive them. I can see them. I can clean them. I can make them run better. He said, I really enjoy that. So I thought, you know what, Tony, that's very cool. So that's, he's our honored collector this year. Wow. We have Porsche test drives. Porsche is bringing 12 cars for test drives. 
And we have Haggerty Ride and Drives with Vintage 4 Vintage Cars, which is fun. Wow. This is going to be a wonderful event. I love it. You know, I like to ask my guests about what I call driving inspirations. And these are people that are key mentors, uh, influential people in their lives. I've got to think a person that stands out for you is your father, Willis. Absolutely. My father did not go to university. And he always felt that that was something that he really missed. So when he was 88 years old, he went to Oxford in England and took a a Shakespearean English course. Oh, my gosh. And had to write a paper. And uh, he passed. And I thought, how cool is that? Because he said, well, I missed out on all that stuff. I'm going to go and do it. God bless you, Willis. Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. You know, when I was in college, there was a lady in one of my classes who had to be in her well, mid-60s, maybe even a little bit older. And uh, it was actually an art class. And one day I got paired up with her. They'd pair us all up. And I said, what are you doing here? You know, I'm a, I was an 18, 19-year-old kid. And she goes, same thing. She said, I never got to go to college. So I've decided now that I'm retired, I'm going to go to different colleges and just take different courses. And so this year I'm at this school learning some different things. And she goes, you're never too old to learn. I always thought that was pretty impressive. So that's very cool. We're going to take a short break and thank our sponsors here. We come back. I want to talk to you about a big challenge that you faced and how you overcame that. But more importantly, uh, what was the lesson learned? So keep that in mind and we'll be right back. Thank you. You listeners know I've been into car care my entire life. I am so excited to team up with AutoGeek in 2022. AutoGeek.net has been a leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started in 1997 as a mail order catalog company has grown into a multi-website based e-commerce store that they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer in the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries and its retail sector ships worldwide. Go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and their stellar technical support. AutoGeek.net. It's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Want to hear something crazy? Veterans work on billions of dollars of vehicles, planes, and engines while deployed, but they can't touch our car until they've obtained a certification and training requirements for employment back here at home. That's crazy. Dick Forest Foundation Military Transition Fund provides scholarships and grants so our veterans can transition to great careers following their service for this great country. Support Tech Force. Support Tech Force. 
a charity of choice here at Cars yeah, and its workforce development efforts for our veterans by donating at techforce.org today. So Rob, I asked all my guests what I call the challenge question. And this is really not so much about the specific event, although I want you to tell us about it. A failure, challenge, obstacle, something that really got in your way. Could be a personal thing, could be a business thing. That doesn't matter though. This is more about that valuable lesson learned. So you could turn that into a positive and move forward. So take us on a little bit of a bumpy ride, if you would. This is a bumpy ride. When we started developing Cobble Beach, we knew that the market had been pretty good for quite some time. And when we, my father, again, this comes back to an interesting thing. My dad at, at age 93 was going, Rob, hurry up, get this thing done, get this thing done. I (laughs) want to see it. Yeah. And so when we finally got to a point, and it took about five years to be able to get all the permits and get to where we needed to be, and then we had to put in all the infrastructure, a wastewater treatment plant, water treatment plant upgrade, a water tower, roads, sewers, all the infrastructure. And we built a golf course. So, and you'd say, why did you build a golf course? There were a lot of golf courses around at the time, but we wanted this place to be different. So we built the golf course right along for the four of the holes run right along the lakefront. And so people said, you're nuts. That should have been real estate. What are you doing there? Anyway, we, we built it this way. Had the first three test homes or mark model homes built. This was July of 2008. We had the ribbon cutting on the Friday. Oh, wait a minute. July 2008. Uh-oh. And on Monday morning, the Conference Board of Canada formally declared Canada to be in recession. Yeah. And it took us now, at this point, uh, probably five years before we sold our first eight homes. Wow. So you got all this money laid out. Yeah. You're sitting there totally exposed, and you're going, oh, Oh, yeah. oh. And in, in the meantime, my dad passed away in January of 2011. Oh, goodness. I'm sorry. Yeah. And you know what? He was 97 and a quarter. He had a really good run. And uh, he was very happy. He, he was so lucky. My mom, on the other hand, had four and a half years in a wheelchair and just it was not a good ending. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know what? He, My father, he couldn't have lived it better. He couldn't have done it. Seriously. He had about five days of tough times. And that was it. Wow. And I'm sure looking back, he would have gone, yeah, that was pretty good. A pretty good run. Yeah. Wow. Uh, boy. Yeah. People don't realize when they see huge real estate ventures, what it takes to get there. And yeah. then when you have one of these things thrown in front of you and, you know, we're kind of teetering on that recession thing right now. And you look at all these people that, you know, things were really good for a while and things got a little crazy here in the last year. And what's that going to mean? And how is that going to affect me? And wow. Uh, yeah. Well, no doubt your dad is uh, smiling down on you and uh, enjoying what has become of what he started, right? I think he would have liked this. Yeah, I'm sure he would have. Absolutely. You know, I want to talk about you and cars because I know you're a car guy. You self-proclaim that. You've got some pretty cool cars. You and I have an affinity for Porsche. You've got, you know, a, a beautiful early 70s, the old long hood Porsche. But you've also got some pretty cool cars. That Buick of yours is neat. What's one really special cool car in your life? This could be something current or something from the past. I'm going to tell you about the 1931 McLaughlin Buick Yes, that we restored. And the reason I mentioned McLaughlin Buick is it's a Canadian car. 
Sam McLaughlin, Sam and George McLaughlin were the, were the co-founders of GM Canada. And my wife is a great granddaughter of George McLaughlin. No way. Now, oh my yeah. gosh, that's crazy. So, <laughs> George, it's this is cool. George actually, he was the older brother. Sam continued on with GM and GM Canada, and he was on the board of GM US worldwide. Yeah. And Sam continued until 1967 on the Canadian board, and he died when he was in his hundredth year. Wow. And George, on the other hand, he sold out in about 1921. Now, it's no tag days for him, but of course, he didn't have the run that Sam did. But what was interesting about it is George was always the quiet guy, the administrator. Sam was always the marketing, the flamboyant guy, which is why McLaughlin Buicks tend to have more color to them than American Buicks. Okay. And so at Sam's 90th birthday... He had a he had thirty six Buicks in the circular drive at his home in Parkwood in Oshawa, and he after they'd had the cake, he went around and he picked his favorite Buick. Well, that was our Buick. No way! And, wow. And my wife is the third owner of that car. Wow. The fir- first two owners, the first owner was consisted of two spinsters who lived in Rosedale and decided they wanted to live live it live it up. Yeah. And so they bought this car and they owned it for 30 years, the two of them. Wow. And then uh, Gord Wilson, who was of Wilson Niblet fame in Canada, which was the number one Corvette dealer for at least 20 years in Canada. Uh Gord Wilson got the car in 61. He had it restored by a fellow by the name of Ron Fawcett in Whitby, who used to do all the movie cars for Canada. Okay. And Ron Fawcett restored that car. Guess who restored it this time in uh 2019 and 2020. Peter Fawcett, oh, Ron's son. His son, yeah. And and you know what? When I first took it to Peter, because Peter is one of the directors of the Canadian Automotive Museum, and so I've known Peter through other aspects, and I didn't realize that this car had been restored by Ron. And when Peter was doing the restoration, he said, by the way, see this mark here? This is the mark my father put on every car that he, re- he did a restoration oh on. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And then I, I asked the family, and they said, yeah, it was someplace in Whitby. I said, that's Ron Fawcett. How cool is that? Uh, so that's, <laughs> that, that's pretty neat. So yeah, that's, well, that's why that car is special to us. Well, no, no doubt. I mean, what a history. Well, I'll remind our listeners, go to the Car Show website, go to Rob McLeese's show notes page, and you'll see a picture of that beautiful car. It is, it is absolutely stunning. And I think of those two spinsters cruising around in that thing yeah, <laughs> because it, it's, it's, it's a little sports car, really, to it me. Is. Yeah. It was. Oh it my totally gosh. It totally was the sports car. It was the first year of the straight eight. Oh, even yeah. be- that's right. 31. Yeah, even better. And of course, uh, yeah, right before the famous 32 Deuce Coupes for the Fords when they came out. <laughs> yes. And yes. yeah, a lot, yeah. Of, a lot of stuff was happening back then. My father was born in 32. So there you go. Kind of a good that's year. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to do something that probably no one has ever done with you before. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit. I'm going to be your car psychologist. And I'm going to ask you a very unique question. If you were reincarnated, pun intended, this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive the man in the mirror. Got to dig deep for me here. Might need to get the box of tissues out for you. And tell me, if you were a vehicle, what would it be? But more importantly, the why behind the answer. Oh, geez, Mark. That's a heck of a question. I know. Um, it's kind of loaded. But, you know, it's everyone wants to be something cool. This is more about who you really are. You know what? It, it's funny because 
and it's like asking me, which is my favorite car? Yeah. <laughs> and I can't answer that question because I get so excited and I like so many of them. I really am uh, quite torn and I just, I get so excited. And in the winter time between Concours, uh, we do the Canadian International Auto Show. We do the classic car exhibit. Oh, yeah. And so classic and often muscle cars. And we do evolution of the automobile. We have so much fun with it. And people always ask me, what's your favorite car, Rob? And I go, I don't know, because I like all of these. I'd like to take them all home with me. I know. Well, that's why it isn't so much about your favorite. It's more about how you perceive yourself. So I'm going to help you with this a little bit, since I'm the psychologist. Let's let's narrow this down. First of all, sports car or not a sports car? I'm going to be more sporty. Sporty? It'll be more of a sports car. I kind of thought so. Because I love the ski. I like the golf. I like like fun things. Okay. Okay. So we're getting there. Now, when we think about this sports car, is it going to be an older car? Or something maybe a little bit newer. Now, let's narrow it a little further. Pre-war, post-war. It depends on who's doing the maintenance on it. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, the best mechanic ever. So you don't have to worry about maintenance. Okay. If I don't have to worry about maintenance at all, uh, there are some just incredible cars from the 30s that I just get really excited about. Okay. There's about a 36 Peugeot that is just a phenomenal. It's got those uh, lines to it. Yeah. I get really, yeah. So something like that is probably where I would end up. Okay. Um, well, a little French Canadian going here. Am yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Having fun. I own three Citroën. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love those cars. Okay. And they were DSs, all DS, uh, one DS19 and two DS21s. No. Okay. So we're getting somewhere. Well, you know, there were some beautiful. Peugeot's uh, on the lawn at Pebble some years back. And I'm sure you've been, you probably saw them. And there yeah, was one yeah. at the Quail that was this yellow color, mustardy. You probably know which kind yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah so, cool. uh, okay. We'll just stick with a 36 Peugeot. How's that sound? Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. I love it. You know, I mentioned earlier that Concours events always give back. They raise money for foundations and funds. They're about helping people. Cars bring people together, and us car folks love to help people. So there's a couple benefits of your Concours. The Sunnybrook Foundation, which you mentioned earlier, Owen Sound Hospital Foundation, and the Gary Hervitz Brain Science Centers. Can you talk about some of the benefactors of your Concours event? Sure. The Owen Sound uh, Regional Hospital Foundation, it's a very local hospital, but it's the biggest hospital within about uh, 70 miles anyway and so it ends up being the tra- local trauma hospital it ends up being basically your your main medical center in our area catchment area and I like it because they've been incredibly supportive over the years and because they cover probably about 150,000 people from the immediate area I think it's important to support them the Sunnybrook Hospital is a cause near and dear to my wife and to me. Uh, I've had a, I've had back surgery, a double level fusion. I've had several knee surgeries and the orthopedic and arthritic, which got absorbed by the Sunnybrook Hospital, is how I ended up working, supporting Sunnybrook. And Rosemary has been a um, foundation board member for probably about 15 years. Mm. So we initially started the first couple of years of the concours, we were helping them build a new helipad on top of the hospital and that when that project was completed of course we were a very tiny part of that the gary hurwitz brain sciences center is really neat because they're doing research which helps advance man's ability to deal with 
Alzheimer's, blood-brain barrier, so illnesses. They found a way to be able to target specifically in a blood vessel. They can send a little capsule through the blood vessel and have it open up right at a particular spot where it needs to be instead of giving you the stuff that makes you sick because you're over-medicating the whole body to try and kill something that's a very small piece. And now they're able to target it very specifically. So that's one of the reasons we support those guys because they do incredible work. Yeah, I'll tell you, the science that they're doing today to help people, it's just, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's absolutely spectacular. I have a good friend, Bill, who he just retired. He's been a brain surgeon, neurosurgeon, and a pediatric neurosurgeon his whole life. And some of the things he'd tell me they were doing uh, would just blow you away. I mean, it's just like, you know, with the brain. I asked him one time, why'd you pick that part of medicine? He goes, because the brain is the part of the human body we know the least amount about. Yeah. It's just so complex. So that's wonderful. Now, I like, to, I like to ask my guests about great books. Is there a book you'd like to share that you've enjoyed in your life? Well, I happen to like Atlas Shrugged. Oh, yes. Awesome. Uh, yeah. It was a book that my dad turned me on to a long time ago. And when he handed it to me, as you know, it's a very thick book. Oh, yeah. It was a paperback. And I thought, what the heck? Am I going to read this thing? So I started <laughs> going. And when I got into it, I couldn't put it down. So yeah, it's just one of those books. And it's about, uh, it's just, it's got the kind of story that helps you understand why we do what we do. And you've got a hero, you've got an underdog, you've got um, some very interesting aspects that I think affect us, almost all of us on a daily basis. So that's it's why a, I like that. It's right. a book for the ages. It was uh, originally published in 57, which was a year before I was born. So that tells you how old it is. And I gave that book to my son in junior high and he just like went crazy. Now he's a prolific reader. He loves to write. I mean, it just, yeah, it's one of those books that has stood the age of time and could be read by anybody at any time and can get you to heat some mornings about some things in the world and get you to think about them a little bit. So today I'm going to be an enabler. I'm going to enable you to go on the ultimate ride. I'm going to buy you any car in the world. You can go anywhere and you can take anybody with you, even somebody who's passed, which opens up the world to a lot of unique things. So what does that ultimate drive look like for a guy who's probably been on a few ultimate drives? Uh, You know, it's interesting. One of the cars that I would love to drive on an extended basis, and you already mentioned it earlier today, was the Mira. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite cars. I don't think it's the most comfortable on a long ride. Probably not. but (laughs) but, But it's still one of the most interesting looking vehicles and one of the most creative. And I always thought the story behind it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That, yeah. That, was, that always got me excited. And so whenever we have one that comes to Cobble, I get excited. Or we've had a couple at the auto show as well. Yeah, they're beautiful. They always, you know, a lot of those came in some really wild colors. So that I get you the right car, is there a color you'd love to have? Well, you know what? As you know, they came in lime green. They came in a fluorescent uh, orange. They came in, uh, obviously, the reds. Um, blue, beautiful blues. Played. Yes, some of the blues were great. But then you remember those carburetors and how they had this tendency to sometimes go on fire, catch on fire. I remember watching that car in London burn up on the street. Oh no! Just, oh yeah, you just cried. You just cried. Oh, it was awful. So does anyway. that does that mean the color you pick? You want to have fire engine red? <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I I would probably go with one of those because when I have a small car, I want a really bright color because I want to make sure people know that I'm there so they don't whack me. So my 911 is yellow. 
Yellow. Okay. Well, you know, lime green would be a cool color. And I've seen some great lime green euros. And if you think about the fire trucks, it used to always be red, but across the country, they've turned to a, a lime green because at night you can see them better than red. They stand out better. So maybe we'll stick with that. So this comes back to who you want to be with. And you can be with anybody. You know, one of my heroes is Winston Churchill. Oh, wow. And having watched the way he, he, the, some of the ordeals he had to deal with and the way he was always, always seemed to have the ability to work his way through them. He didn't always have the right words right away, but he sure has some memorable words over the years. And I always had such respect for him when he died in the early sixties. I remember watching his funeral and watching all the back reels and I was pretty impressed by what he was doing. And it was interesting because he taught my father about napping and Winston Churchill would nap for 10 minutes in the middle of the day, almost like he'd go like that 10 minutes and he's asleep and then he's back up and he's refreshed. And I've always thought, I think that's a great way to operate. And so I still, I started doing this probably 30 years ago. I'll take a, a little snooze in the afternoon. If I can get some time off and I'm a little, got a little bit of time and I can take 20 minutes by myself, I'll go and have a snooze. And then boom, it's amazing how much more creative, how much more energy you've got, all these things. Well, that was a Winston Churchillism. So wow. one of those things. Well, very cool. Well, you mentioned his great words and it's a nice way to end our talk today. I'd love for you to share some great words of wisdom, inspiration, or success quote or mantra with our listeners. Well, I, what I'm going to say is do what you love and you'll always have a good time. If you, and it doesn't matter whether it's cars, people say, well, what should I buy? Buy what you love and you'll, you'll have fun with it no matter what happens. So important. How can people learn more about this wonderful event, the Cobble Beach Concours d'Elegance? If you go to Cobble Beach Concours, so Cobble Beach, remember our stones are bigger, so it's C-O, Cobble <laughs> Beach Concours, C-O-N-C-O-U-R-S.com, and they'll see everything. And there's some great little video galleries there that they can have some fun with. They're two-minute two minute films. It's a beautiful website. I'll make sure to put a link to that on Rob's show notes page, but they're easy to find. Just Google Cobble Beach Concour de Elegance or just Cobble Beach Concour and it'll pop right up. You can check it out. It takes place this coming September. I get your tickets. Attend this event. It's worth getting up to that part of the world and having some fun. And like Rob suggests, is whatever you're doing, make sure you're having a good time. I think you're going to have a wonderful time at Cobble Beach. I'm going to do a shout out. Thank you to Lisa Deedles for arranging my talk today with Rob. Lisa, thank you very much. That's how I get a lot of guests on the show are by great connections. But of course, you and I met at the AFAS, but it took way too long to get you on the show. But I got you. So there you go. I'm a tenacious bulldog. Rob, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your wonderful Cobble Beach Concours d'Elegance with us. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Cobble Beach Concours d'Elegance. Mark, I look forward to it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.